Marty Mar. What's going on, man? Big dubs, baby. Big dubs. You know, we in Michigan with it for the second time. We out here with a dub, with a team. Whole squad. Number two got the last pick to seal the game. There we go. Check mark. Mac Football Pod. Uh, just me today. Just me. Just me to talk about the game I went to on Saturday. Ball State 38, EMU 31. EMU came short in its late comeback, but, you know, don't focus too much on the late comeback and be like, ah, oh, man, you know, it was a good effort down the stretch. There was wasted efforts earlier in the game, which is how uh, they lost the shootout, you know? Just, you got to score early. You can't, like, put all your efforts into late-game situations, you know? There were a few drives where Eastern uh, were, you know, they were just limited to three and outs or they just had dumb turnovers. And you can't have that against Ball State, who's turning things around. Now they are, uh, let me check the standings. They're two and one, along with Western and Central in the West. And I use the only unbeaten team in MAC play so far. Uh, two teams that Eastern have lost to early on are atop the West standings. So I don't like to see that. Don't like to see that if you're Eastern, but you do like to see the win if you're Ball State. I just want to hit on a few things on how that game came to be. Neither of these teams are obviously like longtime juggernauts. Ball State, they did win the MAC last year. It was a long come up. Eastern's still a long ways away, of course, especially if you're losing out to Ball State and NIU. Can't have that. They're performing better than, you know, history would tell you that they've done. But they're an exciting team, just still ends up losing games at home. Don't like to see that, especially against Ball State. Last 10 times, Ball State has been to Eastern Michigan. Ball State's won eight of those contests. Eight and two in the last trips to Ryan Yerson Stadium, Ball State is. Uh, Eastern won it in 2017. That was when Ball State was, like, totally nuked across the board on injuries didn't have a healthy player like this whole starting lineup was just gone I'm overstating it but a lot of those players that saw Eastern win that day are starting for Ball State today and the last time before that was 2003 uh, and Eastern won that contest 38 to 14 couldn't tell you a single thing about that game not even one not one fact couldn't tell you a single thing Ball State was disappointing at the beginning of the year because it just was sad to see, like, with so many returning guys after a championship-winning year, they just did not look good. They looked really, really flat. Offensively, they were just sputtering, and they were just begging for more people to contribute or find a way to get efficient with its productivity, and they just couldn't do it. Especially, they were missing, you know, Caleb Huntley hardcore. I didn't think that they would, but with Ty Evans hurt, Will Jones wasn't really producing, and they eventually found Carson Steele, the uh, the true freshman on the roster. Wasn't supposed to get as many carries as he has, but now he's looking good. He just had his first 100-yard game against Eastern, finished with 138. He's a really unpredictable runner. He's not, like, the most agile. He's not the quickest or the fastest, but he's very unorthodox and really unpredictable in which way he's going to shift and run and move. So that's been doing a good job of keeping him moving. And plus, like, he doesn't give up once he's hit. He, he's really good about keeping his feet moving, too. Um, I think he jumped over a guy, too. wasn't, like, a huge jump, but he still jumps up one. I've never done it. 
Uh, one another thing about Ball State that I really like, and this isn't like a new thing, of course. Uh, Justin Hall, fifty straight games with a catch over his career. No one else playing college football right now can say that, which is incredible. Fifty games with a catch, three hundred one total career receptions, over thirty two hundred yards, ten yards a catch. Uh, he even runs the ball a lot. Of course, he had. <laughs> He's the, probably the smallest person I've ever seen finish with this rushing stat line. His rushing stat line was 12 carries. Nope, I'm sorry, I'm looking at someone else. Five carries, 19 yards, two touchdowns. He's probably the smallest person I've ever seen do that. Usually that's reserved for, like, fullback stuff. Nope. He got goal line touches twice in the rounds. Beat Eastern both times. He also had 10 catches again. 10 catches. 10 catches against Eastern, 58 yards. Uh, 48 of those 58 yards were made after catch. And just, I love Justin Hall, man. Like, I don't know if he's going to win the MVP this year. He is, he's just amazing. Like, he's not leading the league in any category right now. He's not leading in yards. He's not leading in receptions. He's not 2021's finest receiver. But damn it, he is awesome. He is, like, one of the most unique players to have. And it's a credit to Mike New for not, you know, for lack of a better phrase, pissing away his talent. He knows that he has had a unique guy come from Georgia, step on as a true freshman, and be a playmaker right away. You know, he lived up to the potential that he came to campus with. And, you know, just seeing, like, him pump up the stats and be like, you know, still catching a game, <laughs> catching a game, catching a pass for, you know, every game of his career, 50 games, just, like, be the true Iron Man of the Mac is, you know, I'm used to seeing guys, like, if guys are having, like, monster, like, junior, senior seasons, like, usually there's, like, a redshirt year somewhere snuck in there for development purposes. Justin Hall just didn't need that time away from the field. He was just ready to play, and he is as good as he's ever been and has always been and has always been hmm, phrasing he's just a remarkable player each and every week and it's just been super super delightful to just watching him always be amazing and yeah like we only have a few weeks left of watching him play with ball state I suggest you tune in and watch every second that you can of him. He's like the only true Iron Man that I've seen in this conference play the way that he has in that position. Oh, a thing worth pointing out is that Eastern played well enough to lose by more than that. Ball State was one of three on field goals. Don't like to see that. God, they were really one of three on field goals. The one that they made was from 49. The two that they missed was from 39 and 36. You know, uh, hopefully Ball State doesn't have uh, too many games come down to, uh, you know, needing a kick. Because I don't know if uh, that's a team that I would want to bank on for that. Can Ball State keep this up? In their first three FBS games this year, I'm going to just totally take Western Illinois out of the equation. Um, normally because that's a game reserved for, like, batting stats. And this year they didn't pat stats too much, but... Still, we're going to take FCS competition out of this equation totally. Uh, first three FCS games in the year, Ball State was averaging 
essentially just four yards of offense per play. And over these last three games, which uh, these last three games include Army, Western, and Eastern, which they are 3-0 and in that stretch, coincidentally, uh, averaging 5.9, let's just call it six yards per play. That is because of a newfound identity in its run game. They like have a run game that they understand how to use and when. They have a better understanding of how to game plan for its own abilities at running back. Steele's still learning a lot of things. Will Jones, he's not a reliable back for, you know, most of the game. I mean, this past week, what did he finish with? 12, Will Jones. Yeah, he was along with 12 carries, 47 yards. Carson Steele, 18 carries, 140, basically. You know, and until Ty Evans comes back, then, you know, you're just kind of working with what you got. Um, but, you know, Ball State, they do have the playmaker still. Like I said, like everyone came back. You just got to expect, you need to demand more out of Drew Plitt. And this past weekend, he did okay. 27 of 35, 207 yards. Pretty good. So, but he still has to finish with more deep passes if he's going to be throwing the ball up 35 times a game. Um, you know, and that's what Eastern's expecting too out of its new quarterback, Ben Bryant. Uh, he's putting it up 48 times. He's completing 35 passes, which is nice. Uh, gotta have more than one score through the air. Like past two weeks, he's thrown a lot of pass. I don't know what he's, I'm not looking up his stats for last week. He's thrown it up a lot, just not scoring a bunch. And this past week, the only score that he had was because Dylan Drummond was wide freaking open for a 41 yard score. And if he didn't make that throw, then, you know, this is hyperbole. But, like, you'd be asking for, like, all right, QB2, warm up. Because that was – it would have been embarrassing to miss that throw is all I'm saying. But still, like, in the game, first possession of the game for Eastern, three and out. Ball State responded with a touchdown. Second quarter. Eastern throws an interception. Ball State finishes with its one and only field goal of the day. They miss the other two, of course. Later on, third quarter, first possession of the quarter. Three and out. Ball State, how do you respond? Touchdown. You can't squander opportunities. You just can't do it, especially against Ball State. Uh, you know, this schedule is... You know, like it's there's some wins to be had if you're Eastern Michigan. I just don't know how many of them are going to lead you to Detroit. Some of them might lead you to a bowl game. You know, you got Bowling Green coming up, got Toledo coming up, got Ohio coming up. Uh, going to finish the year with Western and Central Michigan. You know, there's definitely a chance for six wins here. I definitely see that happening for Eastern. You know, that's not a thing. You know, that's not a thing I'm too worried about right now. Um, but they do need to find better consistency, you know, now that it's found an identity on offense that it was lacking, you know, in the beginning of the year. Now it just needs to take some more quick steps forward. Ball State, though, your offense, hey, you know, it's rolling, it's good. Uh, thankfully, you got a couple crossover games, which are very, very winnable. Uh, and then maybe a nosebleed at the end of the year. After this Eastern game, you got homecoming with Miami, at Akron, at NIU, and then you're home against Central and Buffalo. You know, you can't take back that loss to Toledo. You know, you'd love to have that back. Uh, but I think Toledo, 
you know, now that they're in last place in the West as it currently stands, uh, you're looking pretty good there. But getting that Western win before Eastern, uh, that will that should definitely help you out. You know, if a chaos, you know, a chaos scenario ensues, you're really, really looking at NIU as your biggest threat right now, but not any bigger of a threat than you are to yourself. Because we've seen what it looks like when Ball State shoots itself in the foot. But right now, I don't think Ball State is playing that way anymore. I think Ball State has figured things out. I think that they are a legit threat the rest of the way. And boom goes the dynamite.